Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to Wish You All the Best, a personal podcast about modern dating from the perspective of a man who goes to therapy. For this one, it's just myself. Um, I will try not to do too many of these. I think it's so much more fun when I'm in conversation with someone else, and that's uh, that's the plan uh, uh, to have most of them be conversations. Yeah. Uh, But for this one, I wanted to kind of um, dig into a topic, a concept that is kind of at the center of um, what drives a lot of uh, what's happening in modern dating. Uh, And and that comes from the apps. Um, Well, so the the basic concept is just that there's a gender imbalance on the dating apps. Um, uh, There, there are, there, there are more men than women on dating apps. Now, you know, caveat here, I'm only talking about um, uh, straight men, uh, straight-ish men trying to date straight-ish women, right? Um, but, you know, uh, in in that dating pool, um, the numbers aren't exact, the, the apps don't put out this data, but, you know, it, it, people speculate or, you know, anywhere from like 60 to 80% of the users on a dating app, depending on the app, are men, uh, meaning that you know twenty to forty percent are women, and and I think those numbers are probably even worse. There are probably even fewer women um, because uh, you know I, I think it's really hard for anyone looking at that data to figure out uh, which profiles are fake. Um, this is a problem across almost every app uh, that there are a lot of uh, uh, scam users and not even like catfish, but like people that are actually trying to get you to uh, pay money. It's just a constant on the apps. But even for the apps that have that, the very few apps, I can only think of one, that that have that problem well handled, um, I, I do still think it's true that there are more men than women. And I'll, and I'll get into why in a little bit. But I think I think dating apps are having a really, really strong impact on what modern dating looks like. Um, and, and I think the gender imbalance is having a really, really strong impact on, uh, how we interact with each other, uh, in these apps. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to get into that and kind of get it out of the way, uh, here in, what is this episode three? Um, so when I started doing this, I started doing this on TikTok, um, and on TikTok, it's, you know, anywhere from 15 seconds to a three minute video. And that's just like not enough time to get into sort of nuance and detail, um, but when I, when I started out there, um, my, for whatever reason, my thing sort of became hashtag delete the apps. Um, and I, you know, my, my persona on there is that I'm a, I'm a cranky old man kind of screaming at the clouds. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah. And, and my, my advice to my younger self or to younger people or to anyone using the apps is usually, uh, I usually kind of put a caveat out there that like, you should delete the apps, but if you can't, then here's my advice for using them. Um, and this, and, and this core thing is kind of what's behind all of that. Um, I, I, so I think this gender imbalance, um, it makes the experience on the apps very different for men than it is for women, which I think starts everyone off from a place of disconnection, you know, like it's, it's impossible, not impossible. It's very difficult to to learn, I think early on when you're using the apps, it's difficult to get a feel for if you're a man, what it's like for women. And if you're a woman, what it's like for men. And I think, um, yeah, I think this drives a lot of, of, of difficulty. And like, I, I think even on something like Instagram, which I think you can have an interesting debate about whether or not Instagram is a dating app. Um, uh, but even, even there where the gender imbalance is, is actually pretty close to 50-50. There's not a gender imbalance, right? It's Instagram is just social media. Um, you still have the effects of of a lot of this. Like you still have men socialized to be aggressive, and I'll get into that in a sec. But you, you still have an environment where um, uh, where I think you, you you still see these effects. So even if the gender imbalance wasn't a literal imbalance by numbers, I think sort of the way that we have been the way Western society has been for 
you know, I would say decades and generations, um, makes this new online format, this new online medium, uh, 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 work poorly. I don't know if I said that very well, but anyway, I'll get into that in a sec. Um, so, okay. There are more men than women on, uh, on the apps and, and you hear some men on the manosphere. And I, and I always want to be very, very cautious whenever I find myself like agreeing even remotely with like a pickup artist, but like you have men on the internet saying that women are the bad actors here. They're they're They are being too picky. They are feminism has over empowered them. Or I, I don't even know. I can't, I can't really straw man that argument very well. Cause I obviously don't agree with it. But but one of the things you'll hear these men say online uh, uh, is that uh, women, uh, o- only the top 10% of men get attention on dating apps, uh, and then 90% of, of the, the, the other 90% just get no attention at all. Um, and this stat, like wherever it comes from, wherever any of these stats come from, but I, I think this is sort of a classic lie with statistics, right? Like it's not that women are only interested in the top 10% of men. It's that only 20% of the users are women. And so they are matching with and chatting with men uh, as best as they can because they're there to meet people. And the effect of that is that only a small set of men are getting matches, having, having conversations because the women, there just aren't enough of them. Like, it's not like you can expect women to invest 10 times as much time in trying to meet people and chat with 10 times as many people just because there are 10 times as many men or, you know, whatever that ratio is. Right. So I I guess I wanted to sort of address that and, and I, I guess kind of like acknowledge that this is a topic that bounces around the manosphere, but I, but I think it's dealt with incorrectly. I think they're understanding it in a, in a way that is engineered to create like outrage and, uh, uh, because that's, you know, that sells on social media and that sells like your diet pills or whatever it is you're selling. Um, okay. So, so there are a few things here. There's, there's, I think, you know, I have ideas around, you know, what drives this gender imbalance, um, what effects this has for men and for women, uh, and uh, what, if anything, uh, we can do about it. Um, So, and then I'll kind of wrap it up at the end. Um, Right. So, okay. So what's driving this, right? Why, why are there more men than women on the dating apps? Um, I think there, there there are women, there are reasons why women are discouraged from using the dating apps and there are reasons why men are encouraged to use the dating apps and I think both sort of become this kind of like feedback loop um, which is not great you know that it means that this is a problem that's not gonna go away uh, anytime soon um, so I, th- I think women are I would say there are drivers that pressure women to stay off of the apps um, because I think, and you heard Taylor talk about this in the last episode a little bit, um, there's a pressure for women not to appear desperate, right? Desperation is something that women are socialized to, um, to, to want to avoid. I mean, I think everyone, no one wants to feel like they're desperate, right? You you don't want to, especially in a dating market, you don't want to feel like you don't want to give off the impression that you are, um, um, desperate, right? That, that's a, that's a negative thing that that tells a potential partner or a potential match that you are not bringing a lot to the table. If, if you are not finding romance, that must mean, um, you know, air quotes there, that something is wrong with you. And of course, that's not true. And of course, we're all lonely. And I'll I'll get into that also later. Um, but I think that there's a lot of pressure. I think women are are I think women feel the pressure more acutely than men to to not appear not appear desperate right and that's something that they i think feel um there's also i think similar but not the same women are pressured to not uh, uh to not be promiscuous right there's slut shaming um as a society we we really devalue women if it seems like they are being proactive about their own romantic needs their own sexuality um i think there's a very real pressure out there that 
that women feel to not be not be promiscuous. And I think I think getting on the apps for many women uh, uh, can feel like promiscuity. It can feel like um, uh, asking for the attention of many, many, many men um, because that's what you're going to get when you download the dating app, right? Um, so yeah, they, I think I think many women feel that pressure, and so they stay away. They stay away from the apps. Um, once a woman does decide if she wants to download a dating app, um, there are you know, I don't want to say a large number of men. Like, well, I, I would say probably a small number of men. I can't. I don't know. But it, let me put it this way: it, it, it doesn't take that many men behaving poorly to drastically impact the experience for almost all women, right? These apps enable a, a small number of men with very low effort on the part of the men to uh, harass or be rude to um, or or be even just be low effort at uh, women. Um, I didn't phrase that very well, but um, which is to say it, it is almost guaranteed if you are a woman downloading a dating app, it is almost guaranteed that at some point you will be treated disrespectfully, rudely, uh, 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 crudely, uh, very early, right? It, it just, it doesn't take that many men to ruin the experience for, for the majority of women on the apps, right? And that's a very difficult thing to, to stop and to control, right? Um, so that keeps women away because they log on, they see that even just a few men are, are, are being awful, um, uh, or being low effort, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. And, and they say, this is not for me. This is not fun. This does not feel exciting. This does not feel like a place where I am likely to connect with someone in a genuine way, Wh whatever they're looking for. I think it's fair to say that everyone is looking for some kind of genuine connection, some kind of connection that feels positive, right? Whether you're, wh whether you're looking for something casual, you don't know what you're looking for, or if you're looking for your forever, forever partner, um, you know, low effort or crude or rude behavior is, is not what you're looking for. So I think that deters women, um, from, from staying on there once they do, uh, download an app. And, and, and finally, and I, I kind of don't believe this one, but I've, I've heard people talk about it. So I kind of throw it in here just in case, um, you know, there's this idea that like women don't need to be on the dating apps to find what they're looking for, uh, in a romantic connection. I, I don't really have anything to back that up. Um, but like, you know, the idea that there are so many more men on the apps than women, if you are somehow a particularly savvy woman, you download the app, you know what you're looking for, you use it somehow expertly from the get go, you get on there, you go on a few dates with a, with a bunch of guys, you find what you're looking for, you, you, you couple up with that guy and you both get off the apps, right? So if, if there are a small number of women and a large number of men, if you're one woman, you can hop on there, have your sort of pick of the litter, uh, and then, and then both of you delete the apps and hopefully live happily ever after. Right. I, I don't, I don't think in general, that's actually what happening, what's happening. I don't know. Um, but I've kind of, I've heard that sort of thrown around. Um, so anyway, then just kind of tossing that one in there. So yeah, those are all we reasons why I think women are uh, uh, not on the apps where they either don't stay on there or don't now download them in the first place. The other side of course, is why there are a lot of men on the apps. Um, I think in general, it's safe to say that men feel very entitled on the internet. Um, it's just a space where traditionally, uh, men have been comfortable, um, for, you know, and there's a whole lot to unpack there about sort of like sexism and tech and that kind of thing. But, um, I think it's a space that has been, uh, and this is, I think, less true with time, but I think in general, it's safe to say that it is a space that has been more aimed at men than at women. Um, so that, you know, that's a part of it. Um, you know, it's also, you know, it's the internet. So there's, there's low, uh, um, social accountability, right? Um, uh, so you have, you, you, you don't, you don't have sort of like the, um, well, what do I want to say here? I think, I think, well, it's a place where men feel entitled. And, and I, I guess right now I'm kind of thinking about the bad actors, right? There, 
the men who might feel shamed for acting disrespectfully in a real life social situation, they're feeling shamed by sort of peer pressure, right? They, the, you get the feel in the room, whether it's a look or someone talking to you or whatever. If you behave poorly at church or at some sort of group or at a social event with friends, whatever, and you behave poorly towards a woman, um, you're going to have repercussions for those actions. And that's just not true online. Um, and I think that's true in most spaces online. And I think it also applies for for, for dating apps. Um, so anyway, I, I think, I think it, it's, there are, I don't want to say all men are bad actors here, but the, I hope the minority of men who are acting poorly, they don't feel discouraged from staying on the apps because there's very little, if any sort of social, social accountability. So that's another reason why I guess you have more, uh, maybe men on the apps because, uh, those men aren't being, aren't being discouraged. They're not being, they're not being chased away. Um, the apps are also uh, marketed at men. Men are the people who, I think, you know, by pretty wide margin, men are the people who are paying for the apps. The apps are for-profit organizations. The way they stay in business is getting men to pay for the apps. Um, I'll get into that more later. I keep saying that, but um, the the apps are marketed at men. So there is there is marketing dollars and effort and energy going to finding men and getting men to join the apps. The only way the apps are going to improve their profitability is by getting the current users who are mostly men to pay more or by getting more users to pay. And most of those users are going to be men. So, you know, that's another factor that's pulling more men in. Um, I would also say, and, and this is kind of, for me, I think kind of the big one, um, men, you know, by and large, uh, are worse at finding social connection and deep, meaningful relationships, platonic relationships than women. And I think that's a factor here because I think men are more primed or more, more likely to try and find that deep connection, right? More, more likely to try and find community out of a romantic partner. And I, and I think that's problematic, uh, or I think that's, I think, I think it's a bad thing for a few reasons, right? Because one person can't do that for you. Right. But in general, I think we're all lonely these days. I, I think even before the pandemic, um, we were lonely and the pandemic certainly made that worse. Um, I think it's hard in modern life to find community, to to have enough people around you, to have close friends close enough to you, so that your you know your paleo mammalian brain feels comfortable knowing that you have community, knowing that you are a part of um, a tribe. Uh, and so I think we're all lonely. Honestly, I think we're all lonely. And so I think I think I think that men are more likely to feel like they need that romantic connection. Um, it, it is easier, or I think it's more likely that men will feel uh, that a dating app can be a viable way to try and fill that need, to fill that loneliness. Um, and that loneliness can be a really strong driver, right? That loneliness can be really, really painful. I think we don't talk about this enough, but, you know, it, that that need uh, can be very, a very urgent one. And so, you know, when you have an app on your phone, uh, and, and you feel like if you just swipe enough, if you just message enough, you might have that need fulfilled. Um, I think that keeps men on the apps, um, even though it doesn't work, right? It, it, it's, it's kind of like you, you, I think men, can acknowledge they feel the pain of loneliness, and of course, so do women. But I think men feel it maybe more uh, because we're we're not great at finding it in platonic connections. So you you feel that loneliness, and you think, okay, well, there's an app on my phone, or here's an ad on some other website pointing me to an app on my phone. But I've got this app on my phone, and it feels like a few thumb swipes away. And if it feels like 
the solution to that loneliness could be just a few thumb swipes and some witty messages away. Um, and I think that's, of course, not true, uh, but I think that's a driver that keeps men on the apps. Okay, so you know, what are the effects of this imbalance? What is it? What is it? Um, what's the impact? How does it? How do I think it? it uh, affects how 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 we experience these apps and and uh, and what it means for trying to connect using the apps. Um, so I talked about the whole sort of ten percent thing, where people will say that it feels like ninety percent of women are only talking to the top ten percent of men. Um, and again, I I think that's really mostly driven by b the sheer numbers. Like if if there are uh, a thousand men. Uh, and a hundred women, um, if each woman ends up talking to one man, uh, that's only the 10 top 10% of men. Right. And that's not exactly how it works, but like you get the idea. There just, there just aren't enough women to sort of have, uh, all of these men have, have people to talk to. Um, right. And so, and, but I, and I, but you know, like I, this is not because women are, uh, entitled or too picky or not because they are, um, you'll hear like the pickup artists manosphere space use this word hypergamy, uh, which is, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, I think it's supposed to say that women have some kind of like natural, natural drive to, to match with someone who is, uh, better than them. And I'm putting air quotes around that. Like, I'm not sure what better than means here. Um, but I, I don't, I think this is really just driven by the fact that there are just, way more men on the apps there on the apps than there are than there are women um so right that, that anyway that, that that's i guess that's more on sort of like the why but the, the effects right what what does this mean how does this affect how the apps work women get flooded with inbound requests for attention whether it's messages or likes or matches or whatever um women tend not to pay for the apps because they're sort of, I think, not encouraged to, they don't have to. Um, so they don't always see here are all the people that liked you or that kind of thing, depending on the app. Um, uh, but they don't, they don't have to, right? Like there are usually the apps have a way for men to pay money to instantly send a message. Um, a lot of the apps have it set up so that men can just send a message with their first sort of like, like request or their first sort of you know, message or their first interaction at a woman. Um, so there are, uh, depending on the app, it works differently, but, but regardless of the app, however, the app shows women that men are interested in them. Um, they get, a, you know, a, a very, very large amount of attention, um, compared to what, what men get, right. Just because again, there are way more men. Um, and even if that's just, even if that's just matches, like even if it's just that, like, every third person you swipe on is going to be a match that's happening. The matching part is happening much more often for women, uh, than it is for men. So that's just part of the reality of, of what, what using the app is like for women. Um, and you know, that has a lot of effects. Um, that means that a man's first message to a woman, uh, and this is even true on Bumble where women are required to message first, but a man's first message to a woman, I think matters a lot. We heard Tay talk about this a little bit in the last episode. Um, I do, and maybe I'm wrong here. Um, I mean, maybe I'm wrong on all of this, but like, I do think the first message a man sends uh, matters a lot because you want it to kind of stand out. You want it to um, be the thing that catches her eye um, and the thing that makes her think that you'll be someone who's who's a good person to chat with on that app. Um, and I might later do a whole episode on like, the whole how to thing. Like if you have to use the apps, I do have kind of a, a how to on, on how, how I advise using them. Um, but anyway, so an effect of that is that, you know, as a man, there is a lot of pressure on, and you know, there should be like, you, you do, you do have to put a lot of effort into, especially your first message, um, to a, to a match on a dating app. Um, but that said, and Taylor talked about this, more important than the content of the message is the timing. And you have just no control over that. Um, because when you send your first message to a match, uh, it's entirely possible that she's not going to check her dating app for 
a day or two days or three days. And then when she does check it again, if you're not one of the most recent messages, you're not going to show up near the top of her inbox. And she might, it, 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 she might literally just never see your message. Right. Um, and that's a factor. Like it's a, that's a thing that I think a lot of men don't understand about the dating apps is that she's not, she's not necessarily rejecting you. She hasn't seen your message and chosen to ignore you. She hasn't looked at your profile carefully and decided that you're not a valuable human being and doesn't want to respond to you. It might just be that it's been three days since she last opened the app. And in that time, another 20 dudes have sent her messages or super likes or super roses or whatever it is, you know, and your message just like literally isn't high enough in the user interface for her to even see it in order to consider whether or not she wants to chat with you. It's just like a, a logistical reality that there are a bunch more men on there than women. Um, and, you know, it's also entirely possible that you sent that message and she has, in the meantime, uh, deleted the app because it was a garbage experience or maybe she found somebody awesome and, and got off of there. Um, anyway, I, th I think this is an important factor because I think it's important for men to understand that a, a low success rate, a low hit rate on matches and messages does not mean that you are a low value person. It does not mean that you're being rejected by a cruel population of single women. It's, it's just a logistics thing. It's just that there aren't enough women on there to, uh, to chat with all of the dudes. Um, and you shouldn't let that, you shouldn't let that hurt you. Uh, it is hurtful. It is a vulnerable, <laughs> it is a vulnerable app to have on your phone. Um, but you should, I think, I think understanding that, that context, uh, really helped me to understand that it's not, it's not a personal failing. Uh, it's just, it's just a matter of numbers. Um, right. So, so, okay. More effects of, of this imbalance. Um, if you do, after you do send that first message, if you do get a message back from a woman, uh, it is really, really important that you respond to her very quickly. Um, and I guess this is kind of veering into the sort of how to thing. So I won't get too deep into this, but, um, it's important that you basically for men that you have your notifications on. It's important that you, when you get that response back, when she chats back to you after a first message, it's important that you get chatting with her very quickly. You want to get into sort of like an I instant message. I was going to say I am an instant message kind of back and forth chat um, because you want to sort of start building rapport and you want to do that before uh, again, before that message like goes too far uh, off the screen in her inbox um, uh, because, you know, if she responds to you and doesn't get a response back from you, she's going to go chat with someone else with the like 20 minutes that she's using while she's on the phone, watching TV or, you know, on the toilet or whatever. Um, <laughs> hopefully not on the toilet, but you know, uh, uh, you want to get chatting with her, right? And you want to do that before she starts chatting with someone else. And she's going to have the opportunity to chat with someone else because again, there are way more men on there than women. I, the effect of this that I think is something that's uh, maybe not immediately intuitive um, is that men have to be hyper vigilant about the dating apps. You have to have your notifications on. You have to have it so that every time something happens on the app, your phone buzzes and beeps because if you don't, you're going to miss that first message back. And, and that sort of creates like an emotional psychological drain. I think you, you have to be vigilant uh, and monitoring your phone um, which is, you know, bad for you. It's not, it's not good to sort of be a slave to this, to this device in your pocket, even more than we already are. Um, and not all of the notifications that the app will send at you, the, all the apps are different, but most of them, you can't, you can't tell the app, Hey, only notify me when someone I've messaged messages me back. It'll tell you when you matched with somebody. It'll tell you when, uh, you know, your daily batch of super faves or whatever is up for you to review. It'll tell you when there's a promotion going on. And you can tune the notifications in a lot of the apps, but none of them will let you tune it down to just what you want, which is there's somebody on there who wants to talk to me because that's what you're there for, right? Um, and again, again, you want to, you want to, respond to that quickly. So anyway, I, th I think it, it, 
it forces men to be hyper vigilant, and it does this on purpose, I think, because it's you know again this thing is trying to uh, get men to pay money uh, for 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 using the app, and, I'll, and again I'll get into that later. Um, but right, there's that hyper vigilance, and so I think it's just emotionally draining for men more so than I think is immediately or intuitively um, obvious. And so I think because of all this, and and I'm not excusing bad behavior here, but I think. I think we see men behaving even worse, or we see men behaving worse than they might normally behave, because this whole process is uh, exhausting. Um, it's it's. I think men experience a very low, you know, what I'd call return on investment. Um, it it it. When you're using the apps, when you're first using the apps, it's very easy to feel like the lesson is that effort is not rewarded. It's very easy to feel like you've put a lot of effort into trying to reach out to someone. And that's, you know, more so than like paying money for a super flower or whatever. Um, uh, You know, it feels like the time and effort you put in to understand someone's profile because, you know, hopefully uh, you're looking at a woman's profile and she's put a lot of effort into doing her best to express herself, to give you some feel for who who she is as a person. And you've put forth the, you know, not, not massive emotional effort, but you've put forward the time. You've like spent a few minutes looking at uh, her profile, trying to figure out, do you have things in common? Is this someone that you think you might actually click with? Is this someone that you really want to connect to? And and I'm being a little charitable here, right? Because like, clearly not all men do this, not all women do this, but like, best case scenario, let's say you are putting in the effort, you're really trying to get a feel for this person as best as you can from their profile. And then you put together a message that as best as you can muster uh, in a succinct way, that is easy for her to to consume, easy for her to understand, hopefully is positive, will put a smile on her face, is going to encourage her to chat back to you. It takes it takes time and effort to try and figure out how you want to reach out to this person to let them know that you're somebody who is, you know, you're, you're someone worth talking to. You do all that work. And literally like 19 times out of 20, maybe 99 out of 100, you're not, you're just getting radio silence. You're not getting any response back, right? And I think, you know, I, th- I think this is this is why we see men doing really, really lazy things, and why we see men getting really, really frustrated. Um, and again, you know, grand scheme of things, uh, I gents, I think we take the L here. I think it's okay. I think it's okay that, that like dating apps are one place where it might actually be, be be more difficult to be a man than a woman because I think in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, we are we are well ahead on that count. Um, but I, I do think it's important to acknowledge. And I think, right, because it's, it's, it's something that I think is not immediately intuitive to, uh, some women when they start using the apps and even some men like don't see this, don't understand kind of what, what we're getting into when we start kind of putting ourselves out there on the apps. Um, right. But, but I, I think this is why you see low effort. Why women on the apps see low effort from men, um, maybe even in the prof- in their profiles themselves, which is a huge bummer because it's hard enough to get a feel from someone from like four pictures and some blurbs. Like, yeah, but like you know, low effort from men, bad pictures, um, uh, uh, messages or or not messages, you know, prompts or information in like the written sections that that doesn't really give you a feel for who they are, um, and messages that are really 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 low effort. Um, or no messages at all, right? Um, there's this sense that putting in effort is not going to get you uh, what you're looking for. And so it, I think a lot of men sort of get the message like, why try? Like, why would I put in effort for for to chat with one person uh, when I can I can try with a low effort, maybe copy and paste message or just like a high um at a much larger number of people, right? Like it's, it's much easier for me to copy and paste a message a hundred times than it is for me to, uh, craft one, uh, well thought out message. Right. Um, and be, and because it's so hard to tell if the well thought out message is going to work well, I think men just think like, well, I guess women just want low effort. It's, it's an, it's a numbers game and I just need to play it like it's a numbers game. Um, and I think this is also why sometimes you'll hear women, um, 
uh, I don't say complain, but you'll you'll hear women say that they will match with a man, and then he'll never say anything. And women wonder why. Why does this happen? Why is a man matching with me and then never putting forth the effort to say hello? And I think what's happening there is that thing where you have men who will just swipe right on almost literally every woman on the app. And I think they do this because they're thinking, well, if I'm not going to get a response back when I send a well thought out message and I want to put in as low effort as possible, um, what I'll do is just swipe right on everyone and then I'll evaluate my matches. I won't even look at your profile until we match. And then if we match, then I'll look at your profile and decide whether or not I want to chat with you. Because I think a lot of men think that this is what women are doing. And I guess maybe it's possible that that's what women are doing. But I think mostly what drives the lack of response from women is they just don't have the time to respond to everyone that they match with. But I think what's driving a lack of response and the lack of initial message sending from men um, is, yeah, that they're, they're just swiping right on a huge number of profiles, if not all of them. Um, and then sorting or trying to figure out if they actually want to talk to you after the match. I think this is an ego thing. You know, I think, I think it is vulnerable to swipe right on someone and, you know, not have them connect with you. Right. It feels like, Oh, this person doesn't like me. Um, uh, yeah. So I, th I think that's, that's a part of what drives that. Um, right. Okay. Sorry. I'm not being super articulate here, but right. You know, overall, I think, I think a lot of the negative effects that both men and women experience on the dating apps are basically driven by, uh, by the gender imbalance. Um, I think I think it explains like ninety five percent of of the negative experience for both men and for women, and of course in different ways. Um, but yeah, I think that's the core the core problem. So right, if it, let's say if if I'm right, maybe I'm not. Um, and I would love to have uh, people on here who who disagree with me. I think maybe Taylor will disagree with me for about some of this stuff. She doesn't think the initial the, the like the effort into the initial message uh, really matters that much, which I think is really interesting. Um, Right. But I, from my perspective, let's say I'm right about this. Uh, we'll assume for a moment. Wh what do we do about it? What, what, what can be done to make the dating apps better? Right. Um, it feels like there's a lot of good things going on here with dating apps. It feels like this is a way to meet people outside of your normal social circles. It feels like maybe um, the dating apps are great because like, if you're single, you can go on the apps to let people know that you're single to try and meet people. And that might you know, that might theoretically make it better out in the real world. Like it might reduce the amount of catcalling that women experience because if you're a man and you're looking for, you know, romantic connection or to flirt with somebody, you can do it on an app, right? Uh, so maybe, maybe, you know, ideally it would be nice if the apps were a place where men could go and try and meet women. And then, so that would mean that they would be less sort of aggressive um, out in the real world. I don't think that's what's happening, but I think, you know, theoretically that could be that could be a good thing, right? But you know that that's kind of not what's happening. What, what um, you know, I, I think. Well, I, I think in general, it's safe to say that the the apps are increasingly not a great experience for for a lot of people. Um, and right, I, th I think I think because of this, I, I think these the forces that are that are driving the gender imbalance are kind of self fulfilling. I think because it's a bad experience for women, they continue to stay away. And because there aren't enough women on there, uh, it continues to be a bad experience for women, right? So I think that's just going to be kind of a, a feedback loop that I don't, I don't know how we're going to, I don't know how we're going to get out of that. Um, I also don't think it's realistic to hope for men to unilaterally, <laughs> uh, all men to unilaterally stop being uh, extra aggressive and low effort. Um, Right, because that would certainly improve things for women. Um, right, and that's just not going to happen. So, so right. So, what what do we do? What what if we assume this is true? What can you do if you're a single person trying to meet somebody? What can you do to improve your chances? Right. Um, so, I, th I think for men, I think for men, the important takeaway is just know that not matching with someone and not getting attention returned. Um, 
it, that is not a judgment on your value as a person. It is not you failing. It, it is not even, um, it's not even a judgment on chemistry, right? Like if a woman isn't responding to your messages on hinge, maybe it's because she met someone awesome and decided they were amazing and got off the apps, but more likely she's just rolling the dice and judging as best as she can who of the top, I don't know, 10 messages in her inbox she wants to actually chat with given the, I don't know, hour out of her day, out of her week that she's decided she's going to try to do this. So if you're not, if you're not winning that sort of game of chat message roulette and being one of the people that she even reads, um, you know, you, there was never a chance in the first place. So anyway, basically the message I think for men is don't feel bad at a very, very low hit rate. It is not a judgment on you. It's just a, it's just a, yeah, it's just a reality of the apps. Um, and in one of the big reasons why I think, especially for men, uh, the apps are not a good way to meet people. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible to meet people. I'll talk more about this later, but, um, I, I haven't used the apps in, I think probably six months. Well, that is a, I downloaded them recently because I'm going to New York and that's a whole thing, but, um, to, to, to no avail, by the way, like they're not working at all. Um, but I, you know, I, I stopped using them for like six months and it was, it was so much better. Um, and I, I just think that like your time and effort are better spent doing doing other things. Um, so that's for men, I think. And then for women, um, and I can't, I can't speak to this with a whole lot of authority because I'm a man. Um, but I, I think the best thing you can do if you're a single woman and you're trying to find people to date because you're trying to, for whatever kind of connection you're looking for, um, the advice that I give any women who will listen uh, is that you should feel free to be extremely picky on dating apps. Um, you should uh, I think select for people who are putting in a lot of effort. Um, I think you should put in a lot of effort to your profile, uh, and, uh, so that, so that you're weeding out the people who you don't want to chat with. Um, like you're assume as a woman on a dating app. And I guess this is not for all women, but I think for most women, if you're in sort of a major in or near a major city, um, there are going to be a lot of men who are going to try to swipe right on you. So just assume that going in. And I think that means the smart thing to do is put in effort to, to your profile so that you will let people know what you're into, what you're about. Um, and don't be bashful about saying things that you think might be a deal breaker or bashful about things that, um, you know, might turn people off. You, you want to disqualify the people who aren't going to like some aspect of you. You want to weed them out as quickly as possible. Um, because you, you want your profile to attract just the kind of people that you have a real shot at connecting with, whatever that means for you. Um, whether that means you're a, you're a, you're, you're a gym rat or you're super into, um, video games or crocheting or running or, or I don't know, a certain kind of art house film, whatever, like whatever it is that you think you're really into that gives someone an impression of who you are. I think if there's a, if there's a piece of that, that you think, oh no, people are going to, someone's going to not like me because of this. I think that's what you lead with. Honestly, um, you want to weed out as many people as possible. Assume that like 50% of the men that you swipe right on are either going to immediately match with you because they've already swiped right on you, or they're going to swipe right on you in the next couple of days. Um, just assume that your hit rate is going to be like 50% and be super duper picky. Um, so that you don't end up with like hundreds of matches because maybe not hundreds, but like if you end up with many, many, many matches on a dating app, I think that's the thing that can really cause women to feel burnt out because they feel like they're not finding what they look for, um, because they match with a lot of men. And, um, it's hard to, uh, select for people who you're actually going to connect with. Um, now to what extent is it possible to really get a feel for someone on a dating app? Eh, you know, this is kind of why my whole thing is delete the apps, because even if you do all this right, right, let's say even if you take all my advice, let's assume I'm correct, and you try really, really hard and put in effort, um, it's still really, really difficult to actually get a feel for another human being by using like four pictures and 
three responses to some witty prompts, right? Um, it's just hard. It's really hard to get a feel for someone in this, in this kind of medium. Um, yeah. So anyway, so, okay. That, that's kind of the, 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 what I think the problem is, the gender imbalance, why I think it's the way it is, what I think the effects are and what you can kind of do about it, which sadly is not a lot. Um, I think there are a couple things you can kind of tweak once you understand this. Um, but mostly I think it's just a problem that's, that's going to be there. Um, and so why, right? Like why, well, anyway, the, the, the other thing I kind of want to talk about here is like the, the companies themselves, right? The apps themselves. Um, there are people sort of in the, the dating content universe, um, who say that the, that the apps are designed to keep you single. And I think that's, uh, I, I agree with that mostly, but I actually think it's a little more insidious than that, um, or perhaps a little simpler than that. And that's just that the apps are designed to turn a profit. Uh, and it just turns out that the best way for the apps to be profitable is to not prioritize you uh, finding that connection that you're looking for. Um, and let me let me dig into that a little bit. I think I think a long time ago. So I've been on the apps on and off, uh, mostly off. Uh, but you know, I started using the apps maybe I don't know 10, 11, 12 years ago. Um, and a long time ago, the 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 model was a little different. Um, the OkCupid still exists, but it's I think has a much smaller user base. Um, but it was much more aimed at uh, a large number of questions and getting a feel for you by way of those questions. And it also gave you the opportunity to write like a a short novel worth of uh, uh, short novels worth of worth of content. Uh, to give someone a feel for who you are, if you know, if writing is a way that you express yourself well, um, uh, and you know, like this was a long time ago. So, well, a long time ago in in internet time, um, and and over the years, the dating apps have sort of figured out what model works well. Like the 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 apps that have survived are less the ones that did that sort of long form kind of content, and more the survivors are the ones that are sort of gamifying this like swiping, right? Like making it very easy on your phone to say yes or no to someone else. That it turns out that really, really low effort initial engagement um, is what keeps people coming back. Um, and when I say people, I mean men. Um, because, uh, you know, if you are not paying for a service, this is like a like a saying in tech. If you're not paying for a service, you are not the customer. You are the product. And I think this is very true for women on the dating apps, unfortunately. Um, because what, what ends up being, I think, very profitable, and these apps are very, very profitable, but what ends up being profitable is, is basically a gambling structure. Um, the apps are designed to get men to pay money uh, at the chance, to gamble on the chance of getting a woman's attention, right? And so this is, you know, this looks like men paying for premium versions of a membership, which, you know, the app says, well, this will put you, uh, this will make you appear on the women's, for, on, on, on a woman's version of the app more often, right? This will make you appear in her card stack more often. And you can pay for super, super likes or roses or, or, um, you know, instant messages or depending on the app, there's always a different way that they do this, but essentially anything that you pay for on the app is going towards, uh, trying to increase your chances of showing up on a woman's radar. Right. Um, and so, so why is this, you know, what, are, what are the effects of this? I think, um, important things to consider. Um, uh, first of all, the, the apps do not need more women. They don't need, there is no incentive for any app to go out and try and get more women to join the app. There is no incentive for the app to make the experience better for women. Um, because the app only needs, the, the app only needs to be able to credibly say that there are some women on the app who have logged in recently. Right. And it only needs to get women to every now and then match with uh, a paying man. 
the app is not interested in incentivizing a match if you are not paying money. I mean, I, I know it happens. You can, you can, I've used apps. I've not paid for them and I have matched people, but like from a financial perspective, what the people behind the app want to do is make it so that the people paying for the super boops or whatever, um, get a response every now and then, right? It's that sporadic reward. And this is like operant conditioning, Skinner box psychology 101, right? Like if you, if you, if you are rewarded every now and then for a behavior, that is the just human psychology. That is the right. That's the best way to encourage that behavior, right? So if I pay a dollar, you know, a hundred times a day or 10 times a day or whatever to try and match with somebody and one in a hundred or one in 50 or one in 20 or whatever, some small percentage of the time that turns into a match. That is the best way to train my human brain to, to keep doing that thing, to keep pulling that, uh, slot machine lever. Right. And you don't, you don't need that many women to do that because a hundred men can pay for a super rose on, on one woman. Right. And she only needs to match with a few of them in order for that business model to keep, to keep going. So you just, you just don't need more women on the apps and the apps just don't care if women are logging off. If they, if they, left in droves. If, if you got down to very, very, very few women, it would be an issue. Uh, but there's no incentive for the apps to try and get, get to 50, 50, um, uh, gender balance, uh, on the apps. Um, so yeah, I, this is look. this is my kind of super cynical take, um, on the apps. Why I think, um, you know, I, I think in general, it's just not a good use of your time or money or like emotional bandwidth, especially for men. Um, I think there are just better things that you can do uh, with those resources, uh, with your time, with your money, with your emotional bandwidth. I think there are better things you can do to go out in the world and try and meet people. Um, I think it's more worth it to um, spend time with friends and let them know that uh, you're single and looking. Um you know, friend, you, pe everyone's busy. So no one's going to be able to like drop everything and try to figure out who they can, you know, hook you up with. Um, but you know, being able to tell your friends like, Hey, I'm single. I'm hoping to meet people. Um, I, I know exactly how you want to say it. Everyone's different. Everyone's friends are different. Um, but you know, being able to put it on the radar of the people that you're close to, the people who know you, um, that, that is such a better way to try and meet someone because like, to have someone you know be able to vouch for you and say that you're a good person um, is is just a vastly superior way to 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 match quote unquote match with someone than to have an app beep at you and say hey you both swiped right on each other right it's just a much much better uh, introduction into someone else's life um, and and things like uh, you know like meetup.com like like the apps are great because it's the internet right it, it expands your potential social circles it it lets you meet people that you might never meet in your normal day to day life but like there's a lot of things on the internet that do that that just aren't aimed at um, dating and there's a lot of things like out in the real world that let you do that it's just not it's not something that we I don't know, like because of the pandemic or because of just like modern life, we've, um, we've kind of deprioritized, um, hanging out in these kind of groups. I mean, you know, so, well, okay, let's put a pin in that for a second, but, um, uh, uh, right. So meetup.com or like any sort of, sort of local organizing website or thing, like if you, if you're interested in something, if you're interested in. I don't know, horses or hiking or, or neighborhood cleanups or local politics. That's definitely one of mine. Um, you know, there, there are all these things that you can sort of get more involved in if you're interested in it, um, where you can go out, you know, wear a mask, whatever your pandemic safety level is, whatever, like, like we're getting back to where you can meet people in the real world. And I think that's just a much, much better way to actually try to meet someone. You're going to be able to meet far, far fewer people. And the people, the person you might you know, quote unquote match with might not be at that event. It might be like a friend of a friend, that kind of thing. But just, I think, I think just putting in the effort to create community, to try and meet friends is a far better use of your time than 
than swiping and maybe matching and maybe going on first dates on uh, on the dating apps. And, you know, added bonus, uh, uh, you'll be doing good work in your community. Like if it's something that you care about, if you're doing like neighborhood cleanup or doing like getting involved, the local activist thing or getting tuned into whatever's happening in your community, that that's great work. That's like a good positive thing that you're doing and you're meeting people and like meeting that need for community. Um, that's important work. Like if you're a single person, um, like all of us, like I said before, you are probably lonely, probably more lonely than most people, but like everyone is lonely these days, really. Um, and getting outside and, and meeting people is doing the work of, of building community and meeting that human need for connection. And that's going to make you a better person. That's going to make you more balanced. It's going to meet that need and let you sort of come to the table for a first date when it happens as a much better version of, of yourself. So for me, that's kind of like a, that's a two birds, one stone kind of thing, right? You're both increasing your chances of meeting someone awesome and you're making yourself more awesome when you do meet that person. Um, and yeah, so I I think like, like social media dating apps kind of promise, you know, it, it feels like a very, very low effort way to scratch a very important itch, right? You're like, well, it doesn't take that much to download an app and try. So I should at least try. Um, but I think, you know, I just think the, the, the odds are stacked against you, especially if you're a guy. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we all have this itch. We all have this need for connection, for community, um, romantic connection or just friendship. Um, and, and I think like social media, right. Uh, the dating apps kind of promise that, and it seems like a low effort way to try and achieve that. Um, but it's really, really bad at delivering it. And it's, it's hard for us to learn that lesson because it's just so easy. Like you're, if you have an app on your phone, I don't know if this happens to you, but like sometimes my thumb will just like, without me even thinking about it, my thumb will just like crack open TikTok or Tinder or whatever. Um, just to check, you know, like when you're on the toilet or when you're bored or when you're waiting in line or when you're sitting on the couch watching TV or whatever, your brain goes kind of idle and your thumb just goes like, well, let's just check. Let's just check to see if I can fill this deep emotional need with a quick, with a quick swipe. Um, I've definitely been guilty of that. And I think, I think, you know, we're all human. I think this is why the apps are so successful. This is why social media is so successful because they sort of exploit this aspect of, of us going for this very low effort way, very low effort strategy to try and fill this very, very important need. Okay. I, I've done such a bad job of sticking with my outline here and I apologize. I've been kind of rambly and I've left, there are, there are, I've put pins in all kinds of things and I think I haven't gotten back to most of them. I'm I'm sorry about that. This was a little haphazard. Um, and this has been a lot of doom and gloom. Like this is a lot of like negative, like, uh, gosh, it's hard to date out there And, and it, and it is, but you know, I think if we're going to overcome individually and as a society, if we're going to overcome the difficulty, it's important to understand, I think, the nature of the difficulty, right? Like give the thing a name, really take it apart, really understand why this isn't working um, so that we can start doing things that do work. Um, and look, like the dating apps, uh, they they do kind of work, right? So, so there's this... Um, study out of Stanford uh, by researcher Michael Rosenfeld. And this was in 2017. Um, and in 2017, almost 40 set, I'm sorry, almost 40% of marriages, almost 40% of all marriages in 2017 uh, were people who met online. Now, I, I, I couldn't like dig into the data there. So like it might be people who met like on Reddit or Twitter. Um, but I'm guessing that most of those people in 2017 met on dating apps. Um, and in 2017, I, I think that's well into the, the era of gamified swiping apps. So this isn't necessarily people using the old school, um, you know, okay, Cupid type approach. These are people swiping, swiping left and right until they find someone with whom they can build a really awesome connection that turns into marriage. So like, you know, that's, that's a thing. Um, and I guess out of that study, it's interesting to note that uh, the, the 10, 20, 30 years ago, the big, uh, the big winners or, or, or the, the, the 
most popular ways for, for people who got married to meet each other uh, were church and work and through friends. Um, and church has just plummeted. Um, but, you know, I think that makes a little bit of sense. I think more and more we're seeing people be less, um, well, you know, church has become a polarizing thing. And I think more and more people are less basing their communities out of their church, um, which I'm not a particularly religious person, but I, I think, I think there is kind of a negative side to that, that like people are walking away from religious dogma, but at the same time, they're also walking away from community. And for me, from my perspective, I, I don't think it's always clear that people are walking away from that community and walking into other communities to have those very important needs met. So that's, I don't know, that's a part of it. And work, I mean, so even in 2017, we were seeing work uh, decrease as a way for people to meet each other. Uh, and that was before the pandemic. And now we're normalizing working from home, working remotely, uh, meeting people at work is going to be, I think it's going to continue to stay. Um, that, I think that's going to be low. That's going to stay low as a way to, as a way to meet people. So it's like, I think, I think dating apps have emerged as a way to, um, well, you know, as a way to meet people, uh, as, as we see church be less of a driving force for, for community. And, and this is, again, this is 2017. So this is before the pandemic. I, I, I can only assume that that number has continued to skyrocket um, and that, and that the other ways that people have met uh, romantic partners uh, continue to continue to decline. Um, so yeah, I, you know, this might just be a reality of, of modern dating and you know, like the other side, like I, I, I don't, I definitely don't think that this should be easy, right? Like this is not, uh, you know, Bumble is not DoorDash for love. Like you should not be able to crack open the app, uh, uh, find that amazing, awesome person that you're going to be able to grow a fulfilling, healthy, long lasting relationship with. Um, you know, yeah, that, that like, that's clearly not the goal, but, but I do think it's true that like people are getting burnt out and it does feel harder, uh, than it has in the past to, to meet people. But, you know, the other side of that is that, like, the internet does let us meet people that we wouldn't normally bump into. And I think the really good news, the real, I think maybe not the silver lining of this, because I don't think it's because of this, but I think another thing that is going on with modern dating is that more so than ever, certainly more, I think more than the past generation, maybe even more so than it was 10, just 10 years ago. But I think it's more and more possible to have a romantic connection be something that happens between two equals, more, more of a partnership, um, more of a fulfilling, emotionally, you know, nourishing connection, right? Because marriage is changing. Partnership is changing. Um, and it's been changing for a while, right? But like, you don't have to go too far back into the past to where a marriage was mostly, uh, you know, political or economic, uh, and, and that a lot of the dynamic was, I think you can go f so far as to say that a lot of the dynamic was about ownership. You know, you have a man, uh, basically owning, you know, a woman and there's a lot of like debate on the nuance there, but. I think more and more we're seeing a trend where romantic connection is more about that healthy, real partnership. And, and not to say that it's never been that in the past, not to say that nobody before has had that um, in the past, but I, I think it's more likely now, which I'm really optimistic about because you know that's what I'm looking for in my life. And I think it's, um, it feels more possible, which I, I feel really positive about. Um, so yeah. Gosh, okay, this has been me babbling for a whole hour. Wow. Um, if you made it this far, thank you so much. Um, I hope putting this out there in the kind of messy way that I'm trying to put it out there is useful. I hope it gives some perspective on kind of where I'm coming from and a, and a big core thing that is uh, kind of um, driving a, a big core piece of the message that I think is worth is worth talking about around this stuff. Um, and yeah, ultimately, I think like obviously, I'm I'm not a big fan of the dating apps. Um, I think if you're if you're a single person and you're thinking about it, or if you're 
trying to weigh whether or not you want to stay on them. Um, I think it's a hundred percent worth it, especially if you're a man, I think it's a hundred percent worth it to try and focus your efforts somewhere else. Um, uh, and that could be friends. It could be community groups. Uh, it could be a matchmaker. Like you're, you're going to spend money on a dating app. You just are, um, uh, it's kind of just the way they're designed. Um, so, you know, figure out how much money you spend on the app in a month, multiply that by six or maybe a whole year, um, you know, 12 months and, and whatever that, whatever that number is, that's your budget for a matchmaker. Um, and that can be a good chunk of money. Um, and you know, not everybody has the ability to do that. Uh, matchmakers are not most, I think good matchmakers are not, I wouldn't say affordable. Um, but you know, um, I've used matchmakers and, the way I think about it is this, like I'm not going to get to the end of my life having spent it with an awesome, amazing person in a great relationship. I'm not going to get there and be like, Oh man, I wish I had that, you know, thousands of dollars back and I hadn't spent it on that matchmaker. Right. I'm going to be happy that I found that I found that awesome person. Even if it wasn't through a matchmaker, I think like, I don't know, somehow I feel like just putting it out into the universe that I'm like looking for, I'm putting effort into finding that, that person somehow that just in a kind of, I guess it's kind of a woo woo kind of way, but I just feel like putting that out there into the universe is, is, um, is a positive thing. I don't know. There's probably a lot to unpack there. Anyway, this has been a whole lot. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Um, and yeah, I will just wrap it up here. Um, and yeah, remind you that I wish you all the best. Thanks so much. Till next time. Bye.